And Wait. supposedly the new house will be done in, what did I say, end of September. Fingers crossed for you, man. Fingers crossed yeah. for you. Uh, you can't, this has got to be your it for your house, though. <laughs> this is what yeah, no shit. We're in yeah. this one forever. <laughs> it's uh, like ja Jacqueline's potential new boss, if she gets that job, said, like, she, you know, you ask, is, is there room to move up and... They'll ask, are you, are you willing to relocate? And I told her, I'm like, yeah, you make three, you make like seven figures, we'll relocate. No more moving. That was the last time I moved. The last time I moved, we moved in. And we had already decided, like, this is the house we're dying in. But, like, after we were moved, I was like, Never again. If we cannot afford to pay somebody to move us, we are never moving again. It's not happening. I can't do it. No, no, no. Not unpacking for weeks on end. No, I'm done. I'm done after this one. <laughs> yeah. Time to get your fix. It's a horrible gaming podcast. It's not good, it's not great, horrible gaming podcast, it's not even what you would call fair, it's really not that good. Horrible Gaming Podcast. Hello, my name is Zach Rye with Old Man Gaming. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you have decided for whatever reason to tune into another horrible gaming podcast. And you know it's horrible because my freaking bathroom door is open in the camera and I just realized it. Uh, <laughs> you will also notice that I am not with the normal standard a tiny wizard today. Uh, I am joined by a special guest because uh, Neil got run over by a car. <laughs> kidding uh but with me is the bill master general yo what's up old man fam phil billy 330 here back again uh filling in for neil some some big shoes but <laughs> it is i uh i appreciate this phil billy and just for everybody out there phil billy had no advance notice of this more than four hours so uh <laughs> So right. <laughs> we are not gonna do a super intense show. I think we're just gonna we're just gonna talk about what we're playing right now, what we're into, and then we'll go through some odds and ends. Uh, we'll do the normal fan traction, and then we'll get it done. Uh, <clears throat> so hopefully you guys are entertained. But thank you, Phil Billy. Thank you for stepping in. I appreciate it. No problem. All right. Before we get into it, we got to do a couple of credits. Number one. Behind our ugly mugs, you see a fancy custom picture that is provided by Mr. Mark Bell. He does all the graphics here for Old Man Gaming. And then, of course, the theme song for this and all of the shows at Old Man Gaming are provided by the man who makes the music, my brother, Nick Van Sliders. We thank him for that. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so that brings us to our first segment, and without a doubt, our most important segment. That is fan interaction. That's where we, the co-hosts, talk to you guys, the fans. We read out all your comments on the YouTube page and anywhere else we see them and remember to check and then read them from. So, that being said, we got some comments this week. Let's talk about them. Let's get into it. <clears throat> first, of course, he's back. He did miss a week, uh, but we don't fault him for that. I'd love to see it. William Hoen, hi! Exclamation point. So my daughter is thankfully not into 
My Little Pony. So I do not have to choose my favorite pony. Oh, by the way, my favorite Paw Patrol member is Marshall. All right, well, they got you with Paw Patrol. If they get you with, if they don't get you with My Little Pony, they're going to get you with Paw Patrol. It's one or the other. Uh, man, I don't really care about... Uh, I don't really care about if 2022 is a good year for gaming. My backlog is so awful, I'm playing mostly games that came out before 2015. Oh, I did play Shredder's Revenge. It's amazing. Of course it is. It's freaking phenomenal. Is that the new one? That's the new Turtles. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I have to play it. Oh, it's so good, man. It's so good. Uh, if Neil stops making bad reoccurring jokes, I'll stop watching the podcast. You've been warned. <laughs> nah, I'm, nah, who am I kidding? I have nowhere else to go. <laughs> well, that's good. So I can keep hounding him for his crappy jokes. Uh, more reoccurring ones this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get fresh, fresh jokes this week. Uh, and by fresh, I mean two old assholes talking about it on the internet. <laughs> Uh, they're making, they're making banks with Diablo Immortal, the signal gamer, the signal gamers are sending with their money is that they're fine with this. So why would Blizzard not push a garbage cash shop in Diablo 4? And that's 100% right. Look, I don't like the mentality of blame the victim, but let's face it guys, if we want them to stop doing evil shit, you have to stop giving them money when they do evil shit. It's that simple. Like, I, I don't like I, 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 I don't want to blame the people who are getting hurt here, but at the same time, like if we keep feeding them when they do these microtransactions, they're gonna keep doing it because they don't care that we go on Reddit and get really mad about it. All they care about is their bank account goes up. <laughs> that's that's it. I think that about all of those mobile games, though, mm -hmm. like every one of them, like I can't count. I, I haven't played any in so long because every <laughs> time I would like see, I think I played like um, it was a Marvel one. Strike Force. Uh, it's the it, team it, one. It, yeah, 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 yeah. Strike Force. And I was like, oh, this game's really cool. And mm -hmm. then I start playing and I get to this point. And I hit this wall and I realized like, oh, the only way to get past this wall is to start dishing out real money. Or spend a lot of time on your phone playing a game. <laughs> well, but what a lot of them will do, I'm not saying Diablo, but a lot of them will like limit you how many uh, attempts you get a, yep. in a 24 hour period mm -hmm. or whatever. But if you want to spend five bucks, you could get... Mm -hmm. You know, unlimited attempts for twenty or for a week or something. I don't know. The minute you see that energy bar in a freaking yeah. mobile game, you know you're going to get energy out the butt for the first week of play, and then all of a sudden you're going to be running out a day in, and like, yep. and it takes like another three days. So that there was a game that I just got into that really sucked me in, uh, called Dislight, and it's a mobile game, and I was like playing it like that is. I don't know why. It just it just got me. It's got its paws into me. I was actually choosing to play it over the computer for a long time. And honestly, they actually did way better at that stuff than other companies did, but it was still there. You know what I mean? It was just still there. And you just get to this point where it's like, especially with the, the character drops, the character drops drove me nuts. Because in the beginning, you're getting all these new characters, and you're like, oh, this is cool. And then like... Cut to like two weeks in, and you're like, "Oh my god, I've gotten the same character fourteen times. I don't 
like I don't need this character. Please give me another character. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple guys at work that play like that uh <laughs> the meme one, the Raid Shadow Legends or whatever. <laughs> right, that's another one. <laughs> they really like it and they don't spend a lot of money on it because they're buddies with people who already yeah. did so those people can give them shit. <laughs> that's nice. That's nice. Uh okay, so to finish his uh Letter, we got a little digressive there. Sorry. Uh, no, no, no. I, uh, one thing we talked about last week is we're afraid that the actual mainstream AAA Diablo game, Diablo 4, is going to get this cash shop that the mobile one had because the mobile one is making them so much money. <laughs> and I would not put that past them at all. It could. I mean, but but again, like every Diablo game since Diablo 2, if you really look, has been kind of a flop. Yeah, they're not... Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm not going to argue that. Uh, all right, continuing, he says, Also, it's so weird I didn't comment on last week's podcast. Guess I forgot to press the button after writing it. Anyway, as an off-topic for this week, I played Until Dawn for the first time this week. Uh, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure horror movie. And I enjoyed it so much, I did a second playthrough right after I finished. Anyway, enough rambling. Thanks for the show. Thank you for the comment, Will. We always appreciate him here. I don't, uh, I don't, like, Until Dawn sounds really familiar, but I don't. The I don't, name sounds yeah. familiar, but that his description doesn't ring any bells for me. No, and I, I gotta be honest, there are a lot of games like that, like The Quarry, and like Man from Medan, and all of those very cinematic, like, horror games. I can't do them. I, I, I just can't do them. I can't, I can't get into them. I don't know. I don't know. They're just not my style of game, I guess. Uh, That's fair. We move on to Xylem 66. B plus. Triple A Studios fault. As in uh, uh, rating this last year <laughs> so far. B plus Triple oh. A fault. I, uh, personally, I think it. I think the releases have been better than a B plus so far. I'm not saying that the Triple A Studios have delivered on everything. I don't think they have, but I think the indies have delivered in huge ways. And for me, the first six months of this year has just been just phenomenal in my opinion i don't know what about you uh phil what would I you actually, give it i actually agree i i don't think that they've been for me mm -hmm. but from like i know there's a lot of quality that's come out although yeah i, I can talk a little bit about um i haven't played it but i i I followed Elden Ring mm -hmm. a little bit, like quite a bit, because I was like interested. And I will say something: I did notice a few brave souls who had uh, had the uh, uh, gall to speak honestly on a a, a game like the you know a Souls like mm -hmm. uh, game because that they got eaten up by die hard I, mm -hmm. I don't get that in gaming why are there so many people that love something so much that they can't admit when something's not good man tell me about it I, I just don't understand it. it it's like i d i don't understand loyalty to an employer i sure as hell don't understand <laughs> loyalty 
to a company yeah. like they, they don't care whether you're alive dead or otherwise like yeah, yeah I, I, I don't i just don't get those people but the one thing like I, I do think like Elden Ring was a quality game for mm -hmm. the most part. I mean, compared uh, I to a lot of other AAA releases, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Know? I mean, most of them are just garbage fires, mm -hmm. you know, unplayable almost. Yeah. Um, we got, I'm trying to think what, I mean, we got Tiny Tina's, which I'll talk about that a little bit later, that it came out. Still a good release. Know. Yeah, it came out right. soon. We got Sifu. We've had Sifu. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, which I think has been great. I think there and there's been a couple others that I'm just not calling to my head right now. There's also been a lot of good DLCs that we've got, a lot of really nice additions to Game Pass and stuff. Just for gaming, for me, for the first six months, I feel like it's been great. I, See, I don't, I don't know if it's been great for me, but that right. doesn't mean I don't think it's been great. I think objectively. Like, I think it's been pretty good. Yeah. Especially when you compare it to like last year, which right. the whole year was just trash. Right, like, right. exactly. I, I can't really think of anything that was an overall, like overwhelming success last year. No. I mean, our game of the year was Back for Blood. Uh, and I, I feel like that was one of the closest ones to doing overall great, but I think... Yeah, and, and I liked the game and stuff, right. but where's that game now? Right. Like, did it really have the legs? Uh, I don't think... I think you could argue maybe it didn't. I think it's know. got a. I think it's got a mid-range following for a lot of those games. You know, it kind of moves into a, a, a place of mediocrity where it's not. It's not necessarily not making money, but it's not setting the world world on fire. Yeah. I mean, it did get a pretty substantial update recently where they added an entire new character and a whole new series of maps and stuff. So obviously, it's making enough money for them to justify putting more content out for it, especially free content, which blew my mind uh but but at the same time it's like you said it's not it's not exactly like like i put it in the i put it in the middle you know i like nothing nothing really like nothing blew us away last year like nothing yeah, really blew us away it, last year. we're not gonna be talking about any of those no. games you know for the rest of our lives year, yeah. yeah 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 uh i think that uh i think that in a lot of ways, we are kind of like having, a, but we will be talking about Elden Ring for, of course, and we haven't even played it, and we're going to be talking about yeah. that for the rest of our lives. So right off the bat, you have that. I think Sifu is up there with one of the greatest games. I mean, again, this is a preference thing for me, but it's definitely one of the, my see greatest games of all time. Though. What? I can see how it is, even though right. it's not for me. I get it. Right. I think Shredder's Revenge will have legs, not mes not necessarily as a game, but one of those things you're like, remember that game came out and it was awesome, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, um, just like you do with the old Ninja Turtle game. Uh, I think the second half is a little bit weak right now, but I think overall this, this has been a pretty decent year. Oh, and WWE 2K22 came out and that's been decent. I mean... Has it actually... Yeah, I mean, a lot of, like, the critics all liked it. Like, every critic liked wow. it. It's still being streamed. It's decent. It has its glitches. Uh, it has its bugs, but it's nowhere near the absolute garbage fire that was 2020. Uh, and, like, I, I just recently purchased it. I haven't played it. We'll talk about that in our talking point, but uh, uh, not because I don't want to, just because something else has gotten me. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I they brought back GM mode. I think that it's. I think that it's decent. I think that we've had a lot of decent games this year. There hasn't been any. 
there hasn't been any garbage fires. Let's put it that way. There hasn't been a, a CD Projekt Red or some other nightmare, you know what I mean, so yeah, far as well, which has helped to it. Uh, but we're, we're really getting in the weeds on fan traction. I'm going <laughs> to keep going. Yeah, uh, no, that's fine. We don't really have a huge talking point. We're just going to talk so we can take time. Uh, Xylem then uh, posted again. He says, just put from software games straight into my veins. From uh, from will be fine. Not like they have to spend time on storylines. <laughs> I guess the storylines are probably the weakest parts of those games. But I don't know, man. Uh, I think notoriously when game companies start churning stuff out, they get into trouble. And while I think that like this is an exciting time for them, still you're going from like releasing a game once every five years to releasing three games next year like that's kind of crazy i i think that notoriously when you look back at like assassin's creed uh call of duty any annualized franchise any company that regularly puts out two or three games a year you're always looking at two out of the three or one out of the two being a shit game just because you're just pushing that shit out it makes me nervous and this is uh, i'm just gonna throw this in not to get on too much of a tangent but sure. this is kind of what had me wanting to talk about that for a second was so yeah. if you guys want to check it out this guy does really good reviews he he's a youtuber his name's uh mortismal gaming and what he his whole thing is he uh reviews at a hundred percent so like every achievement in a game anything you can do i've never even a hundred percent of a game really <laughs> maybe like but, three in my career i would say yeah i don't really chase achievements typically myself but um so this dude he he actually did it quick too with elden ring and one thing he said and this is what worries me when you see that they're working on like a lot of things he's he loved the game he wasn't bashing the game but he did have a negative in saying that he's afraid that with some of these souls-like games what it seems to be is the games are supposed to be really hard, obviously. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's kind of their shtick, you know. Uh -huh. um, and he's like, what I did notice in some of these Elden Ring, he's like, some of the bosses, he's like, they're not hard. They're just lazy. Like, they're... Uh, it, Again, I, I can't do justice. I'm just paraphrasing. But right. if you want to check it out, check out his review. And it's he does do a good job. Of, <laughs> yeah, he does a good job pointing out, though, where he's like, you know, sometimes I wonder, are they leaning on their hard and using that to justify bad mechanics in a boss fight? And he wasn't saying every fight, but he named mm -hmm. the particular ones and like i said i haven't played the game i've just been following it but he named the particular ones where you know it was only hard because it was aggravating because some of the boss mechanics were broken mm -hmm. and he's like and the only way you could really beat said boss was through cheesing it kind of like he he t went into this whole spiel about this one boss where he would basically have to like get two hits in, run to the other side of the arena, and then that boss would charge. So he could run to the other side of the arena so he could re 
uh, his his mana or whatever mm-hmm. in that game would fill back up. So then he could take two quick shots, run to the other side of the arena, and he's like, "Is that hard or is that just a bad mechanic?" Yeah, yeah. Because he's I, like, that doesn't feel like killing the boss. That feels like cheesing the boss. Right. And it, it was just interesting to hear. And and then you hear that they're working on so many other games, and you're like, "Oh, does that mean that they're just gonna lean on?" being a little bit lazy with these mechanics and then when anyone complains they can just say oh well it's supposed to be hard get good right you know i you know i i can't necessarily disagree with you on that um i'm sure that a lot of our <laughs> our viewers are going to comment about the because they're i they're staunch elden ring guys uh, uh, that we have watching this but that's why i said go check it out right. and you could disagree with him and this isn't really from me it's right. just something i like the guy i think he does very right. quality reviews and i found it very interesting on his view you don't necessarily have to apologize i've said often that like there's something that i don't like i i like a challenge and and in certain games i like to be to be really pushed but at the same time, I don't like the idea that the game's quality is based on its difficulty level. I, I feel like that creates a lot of problems just inherently in it. Uh, and I want a game, like, if somebody wants to just explore Elden Ring, they can't. They, they have to be a, a tryhard, you know what I mean? And the, there's no real difficulty levels or anything. And I don't they, think that's bad, though. That's that's uh, To me, that's just that. That's what that game is, as long as it's done right, I guess. I, I don't I know. I like feel like that's a weakness to games. it, though. I always play games on the hardest difficulty I possibly right. can, though, too, because right. I never think I'm going to have time to play through it multiple times. Right. So I never want to start on normal because I want to experience the worst, you know? Right. <laughs> Weird. And I'm not necessarily disagreeing with that. My, my thing is, is like... You, there are people who don't want to play super hard games and don't want to get sweaty with it. And yeah. for them, they might want to experience that world in that game, but they can't just because the difficulty is so high. And I feel like putting those difficulty mod, like, I mean, that would erase some of the problems you have even with the whole cheesing things because you can move the difficulty bar and stuff like that. I feel like Sifu, one of the things Sifu recently added was they added three different difficulties. They actually added an easy mode. And they're like, hey, this game is supposed to be hard, but somebody might just want to play this for the storyline. And if they just want to play this for the storyline and they don't want to get super sweaty with it, this is how you do that. It'll still be relatively challenging, but people will, on average, will be able to beat it. So, like, I don't know. There's, there's something, there's this weird trend in gaming where, like, to be a real gamer, you have to punish yourself, and I, I don't necessarily subscribe to that. I think the Elden Ring, the From Software guys feed off that a little bit. Yeah, they'll just tell you that. Yeah, it's not your game, then. Right, which, which is mean, like okay, I guess. I, mean, I I guess, but you're kind of meh, I don't know. In any it's, case, it's on them. I mean, they're the is. ones who are cutting their market share down a little right. bit. Right. Uh, all right, so to continue, Backdraft then chimes in. To be honest, SAO Nerve Gear would be end game for any anything full immersion. Sadly, we won't get that in our lifetime. I'm not gonna lie, man. I don't want to get in a wetsuit to play video games. That's just not. That's not for me. 
Uh, I don't want SAO Nerf gear. I'm good. I'll, I'll play on a PC. I'm, I'm good. Uh, let me... that, that's like uh, Ready Player One stuff, right? Yeah, like you put on a, a gear and then it stimulates your nerves depending yeah, on what so you're doing. Yeah, so that way when someone kicks you in the balls in the game, yeah. you can feel like you got kicked in the balls in real right. life. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'll, I'll play my game. I'm good. I know that a lot of people want full immersion. I would be down for a holodeck, but I do want to point out even holodecks, every once in a while the character gains sentience and tries to murder all your friends. So, like, there's that problem with all. If you watch Star Trek for any amount of time, there's at least one holodeck episode where, like, somebody's fucking around with Sherlock Holmes and Morty already gains sentience and tries to destroy the ship. So, like, so, like you gotta be careful with that, too. Uh, then go Backdraft. Naraka, probably my game of the year. I do want to point out Backdraft. Naraka is, I think, two years old at this point. Um,. It just dropped into Games Pass, but it is by no means a new game. I will say it has received a lot of new life from Games Pass, which we will get into a little bit in our talking. Uh, but it is it is not a new game this year. Now, we do have on this channel, we go by experience of the year when we do our award system because gaming is such an ongoing thing. So it would totally be within your, your experience on the year, but if you're speaking like Game of the Year in the context of like a normal award show. It did not actually release this year. Just saying. Um, moving on. I hope they take their time with Nightingale and get as many bumps out as they can. I'll wait for a good game. Here's my thing, Backdraft. I am okay waiting for a good game, and I definitely want them to take all their time to iron out the bugs. I just wish their messaging was clearer. That's my problem. Not necessarily that they're taking the time to make the game good. It's just that this game is coming out this year, and then it's not coming out this year, and now it's in alpha, and is it not, or is it isn't? When's the release date for the alpha? We don't know, but we're not telling you. It's definitely going to be this year. You can sign up, but you can't sign up here. They have, they're just all over the place with their messaging. They need to, whoever is doing their PR and their ad campaigns, they need to find somebody who can streamline that shit better and get information to their player base better. If it's going to take two more years to make it viable, fine. But you need somebody to tell us that because right now you're just doing announced trailers and you're basically telling us almost it's out, but nobody can play it. That kind of stuff yeah. is very irritating with me. Um, to me, it leads to hype fatigue. Yes. Yes, it does. Like, I've had that happen with games mm -hmm. that I've been like hyped up about, and then by the time they actually come out, I'm like, I don't give a shit I don't want to do this. Yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. And and like I said, I'm very excited for Nightingale. I like it, but, if, but you can't possibly tell me when you're going to be able to play that. You can't even tell me a window of when you're going to be able to play that. And that's the, that's the issue here for me is that we they have basically said we are going to be able to play it. We are going to be able to play it this year, but they haven't said how. They haven't said when. Like, that's my problem with that. Take all the time you want to get the game right. Just explain it to us better than you're doing it. Um, and then finally, Backdraft says, oh my god, an armored core game would be fantastic. There is no other mech game. Genre closed. All hail the core. You know, honestly, I would have to confirm with this. Uh, I have played some mech games in my life. I can't think of one necessarily fundamentally better than Armored Core, with the exception that, as with all FromSoft games, 
Armored Core is super fucking hard. It's nearly impossible to play after the fucking second level. So hard to make the mechs in that. Um, that being said, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I would love for them to make a new Armored Core, especially with the technology we have now. It would be a really, really sweet thing, and I think people have been asking for it for a few years now. Never played any mech games. No, no mech game at all? No. Nothing no, where you pilot a giant robot. That's interesting. No. There's not a lot of really great ones, honestly. We could use a really good mech game. Maybe I'll have to do it for a pitcher die. Um, all right. That's it, guys. We're going to get into our talking point. That was a really long fan traction, but we'll be right back with that. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, so like I said, not a lot of preparation was available for Phil. Uh, Neil obviously is not here. Um, so we're just going to talk about what we're playing right now, what we're really into, what's grabbing us. Phil, you're the guest, man. You get to go first. Well, I thought if you would have asked me this, I would have told you, uh, uh, Wonderlands, but, oh, we're um, going to go negative right off the bat. I just, <laughs> you know, you and Neil, Neil was talking about yes. how he thought it was so good and stuff. And, on the last podcast mm -hmm. I was listening. So I was like, I want to see if it's just me, like if this game's brought anything back. It's not. Like mm -hmm. Neil's Neil is the minority on yeah. this actually. It's 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 at twenty percent player uh count as compared to launch. So like it's it's not doing good. Like there's people calling it a dead game and like I mean it's not dead. It has a a player base but it's tiny and i think that's because neil's <laughs> been playing through it so slow yeah like he hasn't hit, reached that end game yeah he hasn't hit what what failed on it so much but plus he kind of stumbled onto a slightly broken build which is going to be fun for him because yeah you know what i mean he didn't he didn't get almost through the entire game to find out that his build sucks you know what i mean uh and there was no way to fix it i think that the problem with a game like that is they rely on those end games. They rely on those continual player base. You have everybody buys it right off the bat. The casual players play through it. They get done with it. They move on to the next game. So what, you, what you're making money on with those are the people who aren't casual players, who you're trying to keep around, and they have completely yeah, and totally... They've completely and totally blew it on that. Neil and, yeah. Neil and his wife... They're wonderful people. They're going to play through that game. They're probably going to enjoy it from start to finish. They'll probably mm -hmm. play a little bit of the end game, and then they'll put it down and move some to something else and have had a wonderful time. They're not the people that Gearboxes hurt, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed what Neil's going to probably experience. Right. You know, that wasn't what killed me on it. It, mm -hmm. it was everything that came after the DLCs and stuff, and they've yep. all just... But that brings me to, like, so I started searching, like, because I didn't get into Elden Ring. Uh, I followed it a lot, but I never picked it up. Um, and I really liked, was it last year or the year before was Wasteland 3? Yes. Uh, year it was, before. Year before. It was, it was one of our games of the year. And yeah. Was, year, I think it was I 2020. And it, and it got its DLC update, so I decided to go back to that, and I played through. 
and I ended up beating that on the hardest difficulty and I had a lot of fun and I was like maybe I like uh you know isometric like top downs now <laughs> CRPGs so I've been really into um uh Divinity Original Sin 2 uh I really like that game and it's weird for me because uh, I'm not a fantasy uh junkie like I, I like of the like I like post apocalyptic I like sci-fi and then fantasy I never like super got into but that game the way it it balances out um like uh, I'm playing through with a non magic build like mm. uh, I run an archer and a rogue and I mean they use uh their skill the way they do it it's like skills and spells they they kind of pull from the same thing but i'm not throwing fireballs but you can if you want you know yeah and i i'm just really enjoying crpgs i like the choice and the consequence and just how free and open it is and like you can screw yourself and like i start to notice like what i like about each game versus mm -hmm. you know another like i think wastelands did choice better in the sense of like the decisions I made really altered the the outcomes mm -hmm. where what I've seen from Divinity so far, I'm I just started Act Two. Like I took my time and I did everything in Act One. But my choices don't really they don't alter the overall yet, at least, but they alter like the immediate. I right. guess is the way I would say it. But what's really cool in that one that Wastelands didn't do is, like, I could kill every character. Like, it could be a main character that that I need to, to progress, but what's cool is they never brick you. Mm -hmm. Like, there's always... It's like they've accounted for anything you could possibly do as a player. And what I'm really enjoying about these CRPGs is... I found that number one, they have the builds, which I like, and I've I like to think I'm pretty good at, you know, figuring out what goes well with what, and 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 kind of min maxing in my head, you know, mm -hmm. and then and then they also I, I like the I, I'm I found I'm pretty good at being tactical in these fights, like mm -hmm. positioning and. You know, knowing when to hold my turn and and uh, when to throw up defensive maneuvers or um, when I can crowd control people. Mm -hmm. Like the way I'm playing is it's fun because my people are all pretty much squishy glass cannons. I just don't get hit. Nice. Like I, that that's how I'm running it. I don't have any tanks or anything. I don't need them the way that I uh, choose to play that. But I'm really having fun uh, with those, and I and I'm still playing uh, Warzone. I'd like yeah. to get into the game that Zach's gonna talk about. <laughs> you might find but, it really frustrating, man. That game can be really frustrating. <laughs> well, um, I mean, so is Warzone, though. That's, that's why. True. I, that's why I needed really something true. to be able to. To, to chill out and play, which that's my Divinity Original Sin 2 at uh, this point. 
and that is hailed as one of the best CRPGs like ever made. Yeah, it and is. you you know, it's one of those weird things where like I feel like as a person, like I go through the same thing. Like I feel like every five years, my tastes in video games become something completely different. And uh, uh, like, and I can almost feel when I'm going through that, when I'm like more excited about a different thing that I was before, you know? Yeah. And like, that's, I feel like that's kind of something that's hit you with the CRPG thing, you know? Uh, for me, what I'm playing right now is Baraka Playpoint again. And so here's the story with this, right? Uh, so I bought this on Steam. It was it's it was a $20 game. It's still a $20 game on Steam. Bought it on Steam. Uh, I want to say like six months after it came out, it just looked amazing to me. I love third-person melee combat games. I was a huge For Honor fan. Phil can tell you that. Huge yeah. For Honor fan. I was ranked multiple times in For Honor. I loved For Honor. Uh, they did some different things with the game, and that's fine. I'm not... I'm not touting them or anything, but they definitely prioritized parrying over dodging, and I'm a dodger, so... But Naraka just looks so interesting to me, because it is a traditional battle royale, kind of, in that sense that you drop in with nothing, you've got to loot all your healing equipment, your armor, your weapons, everything. Um, but it also adds in kind of the uh, the Overwatch hero aspect, as each one of the characters in there, you can pick one to play and they have different abilities that you can trip during a fight to kind of turn things in your favor but the fights are insanely fast-paced they are very heavily reliant on dodging um, it is kind of a crazy mad thing and I got it back in 20 uh, back for 20 back I want to say like six months into its release a, a year ago or so like right after it came out of early access um, Nobody wanted to play it or get it with me, and I, I totally understand that, because games like that, I feel like they should always be free to play. It's just something that irritates me when they're not. Uh, like, I, I, I couldn't tell anybody to spend $20 on that game, but I had $20 left over from, like, gift cards from, like, Christmas. Uh, so I played it for a while, and then I eventually fell out of it. Like, I got really good at it, but I eventually fell out of it because I was just playing alone. I didn't have any friends that played it. Plus... Their player counts in the in North America really dropped off. They had a huge like funneling problem where like the North American player base just didn't want to deal with them. They had some server jumping issues, some VPN bullshit going on with the with the other player base, and they were just more centered on their Eastern player base. Uh, so North American players kind of went away. So the queue times got really high, and then when I'd get in, I was always playing people who were way better than they should be, like stuff like that. So I, I walked away. It has dropped into Game Pass just recently, and uh, a few of my friends, I'm going to shout them out, Asylum66, started playing, as well as Backdraft, also playing, and Rogue Lobster. Uh, they all started playing, and uh, they wanted me to play again. Funny thing though, even though it has crossplay with PC and console, the crossplay is specific to Game Pass. So if you are on Xbox, while I can fight you, I can meet you in the Battle Royale field, I cannot partner up with you if I'm on Steam, I cannot make a party with you, I can't talk to you, I can only randomly meet you in battles out there in the world. So it really was a bummer. I ended up re-downloading it for Game Pass, which was kind of crazy because I ended up, it was like half the gigs on Game Pass than it is on Steam. It's just better coded there. I don't know why. 
and starting from scratch with them. And I just, it's just such a different game when you have, I tell you, and I know Phil Billy's already experienced this, and I experienced a little bit with Warzone. It's just Warzone, I'm only ever playing Warzone to play with you guys. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I've never. That's the only reason I play war. Right. I don't go play solos. Right. I'm never playing by myself. I'm never playing it by myself. Whereas Naraka would have enough to play, make me play by myself. But I tell you, man, there's there there's definitely something to having a group in a game like that who want to play with you regularly. Uh, that just gets you back into it. You know what I mean? That just gets you like wanting to continue to play it. You know. Uh, and I don't. Yeah. I don't That's know what I, that is. You were but. telling me earlier that you hit a group. I was like, oh, maybe I will jump in because I'll just weasel my way into your group and definitely, definitely hang out with you guys. Oh yeah, and, yeah. That, that's why. I, that's why. I like, I'm not fucking good at Warzone. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I I'm, beg to differ, I'm, but I'm really not. I'm average. Like I wouldn't. I'm not playing because I'm amazing. I'm playing because I'm hanging out with the guys that I like to play with. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right, and it, it's been really nice, and uh, you are definitely welcome, uh, because it's very rare that all four of us are, like, all four of us are never on, but, like, usually it's just <laughs> me and Johnny, <laughs> like, running it so we have a room for another person, uh, but, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's just sucked me in. I even purchased uh, WWE 2K22, not for actually playing, but you guys... Anybody who's watched the channel long enough knows what I'm going to do with that. I'm just going to make characters and run the characters against each other. I'm going to use that thing as a giant $60 simulator. That's 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 how I like to play those games. I don't. I never even learned the buttons. When I was doing OMGW, little tidbit, little digression here. When I was doing OMGW, Phil, what I <clears throat> there was a couple of scenes. Phil can attest this a couple of scenes that i had to make happen for certain things uh i didn't know how to get out of the ring or pick up weapons and shit like <laughs> and i had had that game for two years and had put like over 60 hours into it i knew none of the buttons because all i ever do is make created characters make up my own league and run that league against itself and watch but this time i'm i think i'm gonna stream it. i think it might be my new breakfast stream on wednesdays which is gonna make oh, a lot of people shall I play it yeah well, no i'm not gonna play it i'm gonna oh, put yeah. a league together and watch it with everybody i think that'll be a lot of fun yeah, uh, that could be cool. yeah i i don't know i don't i don't know we'll, we'll see i think i'm a little bit done with skyrim but i haven't really found anything else that i want to move on to you know and I'm uh with skyrim for the 30th time <laughs> Well, I guess I'm never really done. Like, I'm done with Skyrim like an alcoholic is done with beer. Like, <laughs> it's going to get you eventually again. Uh, I'll probably end up back in it at some point. Uh, but, and I've liked my time with it, but I've done 26 straight streams with it on the lunch, the lunch slash breakfast stream. And I just, I don't know. I'm ready to move on to something else, but nothing's really, like, grabbing me to move on to. So, I don't know. I don't know. I think I might do this one and just do, like, a league for people to watch. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. I do want to say, though, man, I have a recommendation for you. What's that? It is not a CRPG, uh, but I know that you are a Pokemon dude. Oh, yeah. There is a game on Game Pass, and they just did another update. I actually did a re review for it like two years ago, but it's real small. It's a pixel-based game, which I know isn't usually your jam, but it's called... Yeah, I'm opening up to them. 
it's Monster Sanctuary. You should try Monster Sanctuary. I think you would absolutely love that game. And it's I, not I could a be mobile. Wrong. It's an actual. No. Okay. It's a, it's 2D. It's basically like 2D Pokemon with yeah, like a little bit Pokemon. more of a fantasy setting. Yeah, but yeah, but not from the top, from the side. So oh, like okay. what it is is you collect these monsters. You also have to fight these monsters. But when you meet the monsters, you go into a turn-based fight much in the same vein as like Pokemon and stuff. Uh, but to to get around places, it has this Metroidvania aspect. So like to get to this area, you need to find a flying monster and then have that flying monster equipped. And then that flying monster can fly you to the next area. Or like uh, one of the monsters that pushes can push something out of the way or, or dig for you and stuff like that. Uh, and it's just, I don't know. I, I I haven't played it in a long time. I might go back to it at some point soon, but it's just it it for some reason I just I played a few hours of it for a review and I was like this is something I think Phil would get into. So if you're ever What's bored, it called? Monster Sanctuary. Monster Sanctuary. It's on Game Pass. It's like 241 MB download. It won't even take up space on your hard drive. It's worth it yeah. to try. The other thing that I really liked about it, and I'm sure Pokemon has things like this. Every monster has its own skill tree, but like three or four skill trees. So like you can build out a monster in the way you want to build out each different monster. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So like it's like it's like, okay, I've got this water monster that does this, but then I can build them out to be a healer, or I can build them out to be a poisoner, or I can build them out to be an attacker. And then like like it's it's very in depth. Like you could tell they use the pixel to go really in depth on everything else, you know? Yeah. Alright, well we're at 43 minutes. That's what we're playing right now. I hope you guys... What are you guys playing out there? Uh, is there anything you want to add to this, man? Are you ready to move to odds and ends? Uh, no, I think. I mean, just kind of shooting the shit, you know? Yeah, exactly. We, 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 we had a day of activity. And we're yeah. both over 30, which means... And it's past 10 o'clock, which means we're both exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> so... We're definitely just shooting shit. All right, we are going to get, uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back with odds and ends. Just mine, obviously, but I'm sure Phil will have things to say about them. And then uh, we'll wrap it up. So we'll be right back, guys. Horrible Gaming Podcast. So that brings us to our final segment as you would call it uh odds and ends those are smaller stories we don't necessarily deserve a talking point we just want to tell you guys about it riff about it let you guys know about it give our thoughts uh so obviously as we've already said repeatedly <laughs> phil was kind of roped in last minute so i have four odds and ends and that's it and we're gonna get ideas on everything and i am i am so fucking excited about the first one and you're going to laugh right. real hard at this, but do you know what just got rated? Got an, a North American ESRB rating? No. Skull and Bones, baby! That's right, Skull and Bones! That Ubisoft Pirate game! So, so it's looking like you might be right mm -hmm. and it might be out this year? Is so the word thinking? is, the word is on the street that it's coming out on November 8th. Uh, and they can confirm this because of the ESRB rating and then something else that was leaked is that November 8th will be Skull and Bones, that it will come out. Uh, you know, I looked into it. I'm interested in it. Right? Right? Yeah. Dude, I wish, 
I wish everybody had seen that like footage that I put. Like somebody leaked footage of it of the alpha yeah, footage. You told me about it. I never got to see it. But... Yeah, they dragged it down. But that game, if everything that they said is in there is in there, oh man, I'm I'm all in. All my chips are in. That's gonna be my game for a while. And it's gonna be multiplayer, right? That's what they've said. That's what they've said. That you can you can partner up in armadas, and each of you have a ship and do ship things. They'll even have like ship raid type things and stuff. I am very excited about this game. Of course, it's Ubisoft, so grain of sand. But but still, Ubisoft has made some quality games that I've loved quite a bit. I am I am overall still kind of an Ubisoft fan, so I am I am excited about it. I'm very excited about it. But this game has been in development for like ten fucking years now. Me and Neil have been covering it forever. Like it's just this it's like canceled like five times. Yeah, yeah, and it's just been in like development hell, and everybody's like it's never coming out. And then all of a sudden, this footage leaked, and now we're getting it. And the thing is, the thing that makes me believe absolutely is Ubisoft almost always has a holiday release right around the end of October, early November. They almost always do. Uh, it was Riders Republic last year. It was uh, it was uh, Watch Dogs yeah, Legion. Yep. The year before that, they always have something in that in that slot. So I think this is going to be that one in the slot. And honestly, if this game is even decent because so much stuff has moved out of 2022... Yeah. It could be successful. Yeah, yeah. Like it'll be the best competitor for Elder Ring if it if it can be good. Um, so yeah, ESRB rating. Very excited about Skull and Bones. <laughs> uh, and then uh, yeah, let's move on. Okay. Uh, so now we got a bunch of bad news. Uh, I I did the good one first. I was too excited for it. I was too excited for it. <laughs> Should have saved it for the end. But uh, number one, if you are a fan of the Magic Battle Royale called Spellbreak, which I actually played quite a bit of. It's not I a bad game. your reviews and stuff on that. Yeah, it's a good game. It's a good Battle Royale. It's a very unique game. Uh, it's actually on IGN's top 10 Battle Royales list, depending on how much stock you put into IGN. Um, it uh, is going to shut down because of, you guessed it, Blizzard Activision. Uh, so Activision is buying uh, the company that that makes and runs Spellbreak. Uh, they acquired them, and part of their acquisition, basically, they were like, "Yay, we could do more Spellbreak stuff," and they're like, "No, you're working on World of Warcraft. More World of Warcraft. That's what you're doing." So, does Spellbreak have a, a player base? From what I understand, it does, and it it's had a good player base, and people are really kind of shocked about this. Uh, personally, that sucks. Yeah, personally, I don't think it's it's like Fortnite or Call of Duty or anything. I think it's another one of those that's kind of like right in the middle, like just kind of chugging along. But still, the market's so saturated. I mean, mm -hmm. you're not gonna have a lot of no. Call of Duty Fortnites. You can't. No, you can't. You can't. You don't have the names behind it. But I think it's one of those that's just chugging along. And so there's going to be a lot of people that are bummed, but early 2023 it will be shut down because Activision's merger will go through uh, and they will move them all to World of Warcraft, which, <laughs> and I want to point out, who out there, and I'm, I'm probably wrong and I'm going to get yelled at when I say this, who is still fucking playing World of Warcraft? Are you kidding me right now? That's as bad as me playing Skyrim. 
as as bad as me playing Skyrim. Like, what are you doing with your life, man? There's so many better games than that, even in the MMO space. Like, there, there's so many newer yeah. MMOs that you could be playing. That's what, what? I don't get. Like, New World uh, is still right. out there, and that's right. Final uh, Fantasy XIV. Yeah, so many. Um, the Viking one, Valhalla. Val Valheim. Yeah, like. Why are we still doing World of Warcraft? Like, that's what you're moving this company to? I mean, maybe World of Warcraft gets better, but still, I'm kind of surprised that that's the decision that Activision is making. But, you know, you know we, what I we hate them here, so. You know what I figured out why I can't get into those? Hmm. I don't like the hot bar combat. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. I, 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 I don't think it's very tactical. Mm -mm. It's just it's, it's just trading knowing punches. what hotkeys are yep. are are your moves, and then and then being able to watch the cooldown meter and knowing yep. what order to. Uh, that is yeah. exactly right. It's why it's I don't a combat play loop. Yep, and I don't want to have my combat in a loop when my game has a a gameplay loop. Like it's, it's a, just everything's loops. It's a very boring combat loop, too. It's why I don't play ESO. Instead of using, like, Skyrim combat system, it's the same thing. It's a hot bar cooldown thing for Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, like, I'd love to play Elder Scrolls Online in depth, but it's not worth it because it's a hot bar key thing. Like, there's so many hot bar keys for all of those, and I just... Uh, Black Desert is another one. Uh, and again, all of these are also MMOs that, in my opinion, are probably better than World of Warcraft at this point. That, that's point. why I fell off of the Star Wars one I was playing. Right, right. And I remember you were into that. It's that hot bar key. I, I don't like that combat loop. It's boring to me. <laughs> remember when I thought when I was running around that I had a... <laughs> that you were dodging? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It was one of our cold opens or bonus yeah. uh, rounds, I think, or something. Uh, all right, so uh, continuing with the bad news. This one, I don't know if it's bad because I kind of want to wait to see uh, what the people that they're talking about say. But Fantastic Games, uh, that's fantastic without the A. Uh, they are the guys creating the day before or the day after, the day before, shit, now I can't remember the name of it. It's the zombie game coming out. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and it looks really good. It's the most wishlisted game on Steam right now. People are very excited for it. It's coming out early 2023 because they have to move it to Unreal 5. It was supposed to come out late this year. Um, and it looks really good. I, I'm actually really excited about it. I think it looks like a really good game. However, it has come out in an interview that most of their staff working on it do not actually get paid. Uh, what they do is they are, yeah, they're volunteers that get rewards and other such things through them, which I don't quite understand how that works. Uh, but like uh, lunch vouchers? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but the whole thing is, is like it came out in an interview where like they were kind of like loiting it as like this great thing where they were like, yeah, most of our employees are unpaid. They're, they're unpaid volunteers that are really devoted to quality. They love to work here, and we, we love to, to give them a place to do that. We, we give them rewards and stuff, and it was just kind of like this really happy thing. And, man, did the Internet go, what the fuck do you mean you're not paying them? So like, As they should. As they should. I mean, there's not a lot. There's plenty of times where I disagree with the Internet reacting to things. This is one that's like, 
Why aren't you paying them? So there is a whole kind of thing coming out. Like, Fantastic has been very quiet about it now. We're like, personally, I'd like to hear from the volunteers because the volunteers haven't said anything. Like, how long, as a volunteer, are you working for a company for without pay and you're okay with that? Like, you're building the most wish-listed game on Steam for zero dollars? What are you doing? Why? I want to know the why. Like, well, is I, I want to see what the right. There's got to be something, right? I, like, uh, people don't work for free. Right. Like, right. I mean, some people do. There are mod communities out there that just make giant mods just to be modders. That's more of a hobby, though. They have actual jobs. Like, well, is that what we're doing here? Are we leveraging a ton of people's hobbies to make this game? The the thing the thing Could you be cohesive doing that though. Uh, I don't know? know, but well, I mean, Fallout London get get is getting people hired from from their team, and that's all just a mod community who has yeah. made a huge DLC sized mod for Fallout Four. I here's the thing, <laughs> here's the thing. I want to hear from them, like because what I'm scared it is, I'm scared they are being promised payroll, but like. Kind of like Gearbox did. Yeah, like they're promising them jobs or they're promising them bonuses based on the game. And if that's what's happening, then somebody needs to get involved because that's some nasty shit. However, if these people are just like, hey, man, I got four free hours. I could build a level for this giant game and not make money on it. Okay, I guess that's how you get your kicks. But I'd really like to hear from the people who are volunteering uh, big parentheses, quotation marks there, for working on literally the most wishlist is the game on Steam for zero money, you know? Yeah, because that could get skipped. Remember, that's what Pitchford, remember with Borderlands mm -hmm. 3? Like, I mean, oh, those yeah. guys were getting paid, but like not well, but they were supposed to get these huge bonuses, like mm -hmm. huge bonuses, like yep. six to seven figure bonuses. And then Pitchford like kind of move some numbers around even though the game made tons of money and they yep. all got screwed basically announced that it had undersold even though it had sold so well and then pitchford mm -hmm. took still took a bonus we actually covered that on the show yeah uh, yeah, yeah it's just been a while oh no i get it yeah like that was some shady shit this definitely seems up that alley i want to hear from these volunteers like somebody speak out like what are they offering you? what are you getting for this if you're not getting money and why are you doing it, you know? Uh, okay, last odds and ends. This is kind of a crazy one. Not much to say here, uh, other than this is just a symptom of Sony doing something wrong. Um, Xbox has, for the first time ever, outsold PlayStation consoles in Japan. In Japan. Consoles? Consoles. The Xbox wow. Series S has outsold PlayStation 5s in Japan for, I think, last month they outsold them. This is huge because PlayStation yeah. is an institution in Japan. Xbox has notoriously had a hard time finding any footing there, no matter what they do, especially since Xbox is real terrible when it comes to designing their consoles for, you know, 
people forget that Japan has no room. People who live in Japan live in very small places comparatively to what Americans live in. They don't yeah, want giant they love the Nintendos and stuff. Yep. They don't want giant bulky consoles, which is interesting that PlayStation 5 is probably the most awkward and giant bulky console I've ever fucking seen in my life. So yeah. may so like this is huge and this goes to say I have been saying this forever now. I am not a Sony guy. I am not an Xbox guy. I have not been for a long time. Sony is doing something wrong. Like, they are not listening to their fan base. They are out of touch as a company. They need to right this ship. Uh, you just look at all the mistakes they've made with that P uh, with the PlayStation Premium Access bullshit that they've done. And now this, they are in a lot of trouble. And if you're losing home field advantage at this point, uh, you're in real real trouble in my opinion yeah i mean i would agree and i'm the farthest from a shill of anything yeah. i can cut anything out of my life with in a heartbeat and i would have to agree like i think they're all scumbag companies but yeah. all three of them but yeah i mean if you're gonna scumbag at least make money doing it and the way that sony's been handling a lot of things it seems like a a, a real good way to cut your throat you know you know right. and it comes down to presentation too you, you you're presenting like and I, I said this i think last week or the week before uh look i was a huge xbox guy in the beginning of this podcast uh xbox has just they make a lot of right moves in the business space, but uh, especially with this Activision thing, I've just kind of lost my entire taste for them. Um, that being said, Xbox presents something friendly to the fans. When fans come to Xbox and ask them questions, their answer is either yes or maybe. It's never no. PlayStation routinely says no. They routinely take things away. They routinely try to skirt issues. Uh, that, that fans and they bring can't to them. even take their L's. No, they cannot. And when they do take their L's, they blame. When they get the L's, they blame the audience, and that's yeah. that's the problem. Like people are gonna get pissed at you. You know, they fucked up this this PlayStation Premium access. They fucked it up royally, but they blamed us for it for buying the gift cards that they were selling. They yeah, took for trying to find the loopholes that they left open. Right. Right, exactly. Uh, and then they punished us for it. Then they punished us with backwards compatibility. They took away our backwards compatibility to put it behind a paywall. How is that saying yes? You look at what Xbox does. They put their stuff on Game Pass and they say, yeah, it's coming. Or we're trying to put it there. That's always their answer. Always. I'm not saying Xbox is a good company. I'm saying as far as how they look to the people who are playing them, they look better routinely. And I think that is why Japan is now going, hey, man, we're getting everything we want over here now. Why would we do what you do when you just yell at us every time, you know? Yeah, it makes me wonder, like, at some point, even the biggest shill for anything mm -hmm. has to have a breaking point, right? Yeah. You got to. I mean, there's got to be a point, and and that's something I've been saying for a while. But like Sony has built, I'll give them that they have built like this, oh, almost cult like following that yeah. like follow them to the ends of the earth. But mm -hmm. uh, the end of the earth has to be a point somewhere. You yep. know? 
Yeah, that's exactly right. The sidewalk ends eventually, and what are you going to do when your people get there? Because they're only willing to walk until there's, as long as there's a place to walk. And I, I don't know. You get into these situations where, like, you're not offering your people anything special. The only thing Sony is offering people is their exclusives, and they're not even offering them in the white right way anymore. Uh, and I, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, still, this is a real. This is a real bad news. I've been saying for a long time Sony's going to be in a lot more trouble than people expect them to be. I don't know that we're going to see a PlayStation Six. I keep saying that. Uh, people do not listen to me, but every time we get closer and closer to Sony getting into real hot water, and they don't write the ship, they just blame us for it. That's not the signs of a healthy company. It's just not. Uh, all right. Yeah, I agree. That's it for odds and ends, man. Unless you've got anything to add, we could wrap this thing up and uh, get our get our necks in. <laughs> no, I think we're good. All right. Uh, we'll be right back with uh, the sign-offs then, everybody. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, everybody. That brings us to the end of the show and the shameless self-promotion that comes with it. Phil, anything special you want to plug? Um, nothing too big. Uh, we've been working, uh, and, and playing obviously yeah. with, uh, upper hand. Um, so hopefully, uh, I'm sure Zach can tell you more about when that's going to start coming out for you guys to see, but, uh, uh, hopefully soon you'll be able to see some of us, um, playing live and we we try to do it so that you can see the whole match in its mm -hmm. entirety uh we even like aim our cameras down at our cards and stuff and uh that's been a lot of fun so hopefully you guys can check that out when it um starts to roll out onto the interwebs but um and then once we get i'm assuming uh to a point with that where we're ahead enough on the curve uh i'll be Trying to get Zach to um, hop back into some Wildermyth. Uh, yeah, we and do. we'll get we'll get some uh, Wildermyth streaming going back up because I do like that game and that it's game. in the it's in the little space that uh, I'm very interested in uh, yeah. these days. So yeah, um, so yeah, that's about it for me. Uh, I'm okay. sure I'm sure you'll yeah. have more to say about Upper Hand and stuff. So. Um, First of all, Wilderness 330 will definitely come back for anybody who enjoys that. I love doing it. We we have backed off a little bit on the extra streams because we're filling our extra time. What we're trying to do is get eight episodes ahead before we release anything so that we can then slow down, uh, do four episodes once a month, uh, which is really easy with the way we're doing it, and then not have to worry about running out of episodes for you guys. So we're trying to get that eight in fast, which is why we've kind of backed off on those extra streams for now. But Wilderman 330, definitely going to come back, maybe even this month. We'll have to schedule something. It just depends on if we can get through these these next four episodes fast. Because we actually, for upper hand, we have four episodes in the bank. They are edited. They are done. I do want to say we have announced a release date for it. It will be July 16th that we will be putting up the first episode, Saturday, the July 16th. You can see it there. It's not necessarily live play in the fashion that you can talk to us while playing, as many other streams. Instead, we heavily edit it so that it's a much more uh, palatable show. Uh, you don't have to sit there for four hours or whatever. It's going to be... I, 
I think the longest one is 50 minutes, and that match was freaking insane. So Wait, a 50 minute match? It wasn't a 50 minute match. It was, uh, I think, well, yeah, it was. It took them 50 minutes to play. I edit out all the in betweens when people are playing cards, and then I also add in some credits and I add in some Ziggy Vans announcements and stuff in the beginning to kind of set up the show and kind of an outro. But uh, but I would say like the match itself, yeah, that match between. Uh, well, I don't want to get into it in the plugs because they haven't even seen it. But I do uh, want to say, guys, we're doing this to show how like easy and and mm -hmm. and stuff it is to play. That's not normal. Just <laughs> like, don't it's get not. scared when you see a fifty minute match. That's not your typical. It's like not. usually a long match in that game is about twenty five minutes. That's yeah. a long one. It's like, is so. long. It's long. Uh, but yeah, so July 16th is when that's coming out. Uh, and uh, this is going to be up after the development diary where I actually announced the release date. But the actual game itself will be released September 1st. So we're super excited about that. Uh, digital, probably soft cover version. We're <laughs> not 100% on the soft cover yet. We're waiting for proofs. But definitely digital version. You will be able to get it September 1st uh, and purchase it, play it, and it will be cheap. It will be cheap. I think we're announcing prices on the development diary too, uh, but I don't want to talk about that here because this is a podcast. But it will be cheap to get, so we're very excited about that. And Phil Billy did the front cover art, man. Did a great bang-up job. He's a great artist. Uh, he, he worked on it. Um, his fun, oh, wonderful, wonderful picture. So, yeah. Uh, as far as channel stuff, uh, I am doing Grounded with Friends when I don't have terrible things that I make me sleep through it and stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's me and Jason. We play some Grounded. Uh, and then I am, of course, doing Amateur Hour with TMNT right now. Super excited. We are slowly going through every one of the characters in the story mode. Yeah, yeah, because I'm a fucking lunatic. Uh, we're starting our April O'Neill playthrough this Tuesday. Uh, and then Wednesday morning, we are probably switching up the breakfast stream off of Skyrim. We've done 26 streams of that, so I think I'm going to move it up. And people are probably not going to like this, but I think I'm going to do WWE 2K22. Uh, because I'm really into wrestling right now, obviously, because the game's coming out. But yeah, uh, so please check those out. You can check out everything else we have. We've got Pitcher Die. Stella Show is in Season 2 right now. That's coming out. We've got a ton of preludes. The next prelude coming out is this Sunday, and it's going to be Melissa playing Fall Guys, which I'm, <laughs> which was super fun to do. Uh, so, yeah, so check all those out, everybody. Uh, as usual, you can contact us on Facebook at OldManGamingTheH. On Twitter at OldManGaming9, you can join our Discord. The link is in the description below. You can influence us in all of our shows from there. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, as long as you keep watching and you keep listening, We'll keep making it. We'll see you guys next time. Later, old man fam. So, uh, fun little anecdote about the cards and the editing uh, that I just remembered since you you mentioned it and we started talking about it. So when we yeah. point the cards down at the fucking at the table, like the the camera down at the cards, right? Yeah. Uh, like we did that for like three episodes, and then I went back and watched it. <laughs> you I can actually down. No, you could just see my crotch the entire time. Like I, I'm, I'm wearing pants, but it's just literally my ca the cards and my crotch right in front of me. If I adjust myself, you can see it. Like it's just, 
It's right there. That. What? <laughs> How did you not notice that in your camera view? I was just looking at the cards when I was setting it up, and I didn't have enough space. You know what I mean? Like, my desk doesn't really have enough space. So, literally, the episodes come out. There is this weird black bar just right in front of the, the, the desk on my picture. You'll have to see it when the episodes come out. It's literally just to censor out my crotch. I literally had to censor out my own crotch for him. <laughs> It was just there the whole time, and it's like everyone's you're gonna think you're really not wearing pants. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like this motherfucker's playing nude. I mean, I didn't adjust myself that much, but every once in a while, I give my hang dangs a tug just to like move them into a different position. It is very, very. It's like wow, I'm touching my crotch on the internet. I cannot do that. Some people play strip poker. They play upper hand wrestling nude. Right? Right? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, 